There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Mudhorn Clan cast on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S. I'm Steve. And I'm Beskar Dave. Like that, guys? Yes. I like my shiny <laughs> new armor. I got it on now. Today, we're talking about Chapter 10 of The Mandalorian, titled The Passenger. Episode 2 of Season 2 was written by John Favreau and directed by Peyton Reed. Oh, my gosh. So, I know, total side note, do any of you stay on to watch, like, through the credits to see the artwork? Yeah, the art, artwork's I amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I kind of want, like, a print of some of that yeah, stuff. Me, too. It's so cool. I've captured it. Well, I shouldn't say it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I hope that we can get some screensavers out of this or something, because I just think it's awesome, and I just wanted to nerd out with the artwork for a second. Sorry. All right. Hey, we have some show news or show shoes, you know, the way I'm talking. Yeah, more than uh, my show shoes. <laughs> from a we have a bit of updated information from what we talked about previously. Disney Plus's signature original series, The Mandalorian, just returned for its second season, which had wrapped production just before the pandemic hit in March. Well, not officially greenlit, the third season of the hit Star Wars series has been in pre-production for months, with creator, director, and executive producer John Favreau publicly stating that he hoped to start filming by the end of 2020. Hoped. I hope yes. everybody heard that word. <laughs> New hope. That may be the case, with some sources indicating that the production would be starting as soon as next week, or in late November, early December, in case anybody wasn't sure what time period we're talking, while others point to the spring or even fall of 2021. Oh, God. I don't know if I can wait that long. We already have to wait forever for Doctor Who. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that again <laughs> for another show. The confusion stems from the level of secrecy in the Lucasfilm camp, but persistent chatter could explain the discrepancy that another Mandalorian related project spin off, possibly a Boba Fett miniseries, would film first, starting next week or later this month, with the Mandalorian season three production coming in after that. What are your thoughts on that one, gentlemen? <laughs> I don't know if we need it. Do we need that? A Boba Fett? Yeah. I mean, we've got him on this series, supposedly. Right. So why do we, what, what's it going to do? Update us on uh, surviving the pit? Yeah. That's well, it's just like their back. Mm, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but the actors <clears throat> aged a little bit. Yeah. They'd have to get somebody new. What well, I'm curious he about is. He takes off his helmet. Yeah. Speaking of taking off the helmet, Pedro Pascal, wasn't there word that he walked off the set in season two? It's been that. so back and forth with that. I've seen that he walked off because he wanted more screen time, but he's not the one in the suit normally. I know. So but, that was certainly true season one, from what I heard. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but you're 
are Mando. It's like I know, everybody I knows the voice. Make the guy happy. Yeah, well, he's, he's how awesome happy are you going to be once you're in there and in that suit for an extended period of time under the sun? You're going to be like, this sucks. Uh, well, I'll make the guy happy. Take the helmet <laughs> off. But he won't take the helmet off. That That's a real uh, uh, sticking point, if true. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. And I know that was something, or I can't say I know. I know I read that that was something mm. that was a big deal, I should say. That Lucas Films is like, this is the storyline. This is what he is. He doesn't take it off. So unless you plan on being by yourself all the time, which I don't know if he'd be too upset. Well, you think he'd accept the role knowing he'd have to have the mask on. Right. I think, didn't you say that by the end of the season, he'll probably be joining the Jedi? Yeah, that's my theory. And... Then you can take your helmet off yeah. get through season two. Oh, see, I don't know. I think even if he was a Jedi, I don't think he'd take off the helmet. I agree. I don't think so either. <laughs> It'd I mean, be like a weird... His predecessor, predecessor yeah. didn't. He was a Mandalorian Jedi. Yep. Okay. I wouldn't say weird hybrid of the religion, so I don't know again, what that would be. Darth Vader lost his helmet. Yep. And he died. Yeah. See what happened? <laughs> but he's a force ghost. All right, shall we get into this episode? Let's dive in head first, shall we? All right. The Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. Ribbit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So how many episodes this season, Steve? Eight? Yes. So we've had two. That's 25%. Yep. Have you seen the reaction on the internet that they're impatient? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, for one, cannot blame them. Right. 25% into the new season, we have moved forward. You know what that means? That means when we do get movement about the Darksaber and finding more Mandalorians and, of course, finding uh, Baby Yoda's people, uh, it's going to come in like a thunderclap. And some people are going to go, best episode ever. Right. Because it'll be so sudden because we're not getting anywhere. So in opposition to that, it'll seem like thunder. But uh, is that good storytelling, really? Shouldn't you be just developing the story exponentially and not just bringing it with one thunderclap and everyone goes, yay? I mean, okay, Joyce, you know, that's my... That's my problem yeah. with it. Well, it's kind of following the path of uh, season one. I mean, we got that amazing ep- season finale that just kind of dropped everything in our lap. And <laughs> Yeah. When you want to approach that, like, at least little hints of Moff Gideon's pursuit right. of him. Yes, absolutely. And Sean? things have got to get... Well, this episode... <laughs> What could go wrong did go wrong for Mando, no matter what, how good he was trying to, to be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he is funny. I like the head tilts. He's a great pilot, but that was not a perfect landing. Even though it was a great landing, it wasn't a perfect one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just taking everything in that you guys were talking about because, yeah, I kind of forgot about Gideon, and I know he's coming. But also, if the Empire is trying to, you know, what's left of the Empire, I should say, trying to stay hidden, he can't exactly just call an Uber to, like, follow. Well, apparently he's been getting around before, though. Yeah. He's got yeah, but, com- Complete with his entourage. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm wondering, though. I mean, so many of them were taken out then in that last season. It's like, and now his ship is, well, he just cut a hole in it to get out. <laughs> the X-Men so, pilots said they were patrolling the rim. So they patrol it, that doesn't mean they, they own it. Yeah, but the New Republic, that kind of scared me for a second until they, they showed it was the X-Wing fighters, and it's like, oh gosh, what is this New Republic? Is it 
some dark force leading up to something horrible coming and it's like okay (laughs) i am trying to just hold on to our little moment in the mandalorian where it's like all right things seem okay (laughs) and the empire's gone but they're not maybe there's not as many i don't know i just keep holding out hope that something good's gonna happen and then this episode man did he like kick a kitten or something because nothing was going well for him and then uh baby yoda i know not baby yoda but baby yoda was just being a little brat for a while yeah cute slash brat yeah it got a little dark with that in the very end the very end when we were watching it my husband The hell did he have that at? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, How the hell did he get that last egg? Yep. <laughs> it was just like, what is that? The old sleeve. Yeah. Now, oh gosh. Well, it doesn't matter if you're listening to this. You watched it, so I'm not spoiling anything. So, like, did <laughs> either of you get an alien vibe? Everybody did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even the way they were opening the eggs later, I which I'm going to say that was, like, one of my top moments. Well, let's but get to them. That was with... it's a little derivative for me. I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Well, because it just, like, it opened, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's eating. He just eats anything. I know. Yeah, that was going <laughs> crunchy, crunchy. Right. But, like, all of a sudden, you see him, like, <laughs> sniffing, and like, oh, what's that? That mm. smells tasty. I'm thinking, it's frozen. What is, yeah. what's so tasty? But yeah. as he's, like, sucking it in, even, like, the piece that you see go in i'm like it looks like a damn face hugger yeah (laughs) he's got bits of it hanging from his mouth (laughs) and then you see the other ones open i'm like holy crap are they trying to say they're in the same universe somehow (laughs) was that one of your moments that is that's moment number three because it Ah. was like what because i really (laughs) was thinking it was like possibly hinting at the same universe somehow Mm. yes that was my number three moment at the not top one but it really threw me steve what about you well my number three is brain over brawn as mando is speeding back to mos eisley on tatooine with boba fett's armor in tow comes under attack from three bounty hunters still on the trail of the child now granted he speeds up to run into the trap i mean (laughs) I know. Now he just thought two of them pretty quickly and tricks the third by offering his jet pack in exchange for the child. <laughs> now that was supposed to be a Jawa, right? Yes. Right. We thought it just had those weird goggles. Yeah. The jet pack isn't gone for long, though, as Mando launches it into the sky, which kills both the, bo- <laughs> the bounty hunter and returns the jet back to him. Yes. <laughs> I love the look on the baby Yoda's face yes. at that point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Did you see that? That was cool. I know. (laughs) I was like watching going, Mm. man, all those memes out there about him like, yes, yes, kill it. It's like watching this moment. I'm like, wow. I got a tinfoil tinfoil hat theory behind that. Okay. Pull out the Reynolds wrap, everyone. That's right. right. Get a nice big sheet ready. So (laughs) I I thought that, uh, okay, bounty hunter is tripping him up. How do they know he's going to be there? Right. How do they know he's going to be there? I didn't even think that. How is it because the same way that the uh, character at the end of the last episode that we're thinking is uh, Boba Fett knew he was going to be there too? I mean, he was standing in a spot where he went racing by at the end of the episode, right? Yes. So did he... 
did he employ those bounty hunters to get his armor back? Oh, interesting. That's a nice theory, Dave. I like Thank you. <laughs> that would Which make me, sense for the whole thing. It makes you wonder why, why he didn't he get it back himself. Other bounty hunters were there. Yes. Yeah, and I didn't even think about that. Now it's like, ooh, who's doing it? Makes you wonder why he couldn't get it back himself. Right. Is he infirmed <laughs> from being in the Sarlacc pit, perhaps? This is where my brain takes me. Right. I mean, it looked... He sure didn't look like he was infirmed in any way. Not that we could tell. All he did yeah. was turn towards the camera, right. you know? Well, maybe he just like... We didn't really get to see his legs, so... Right. He was using a staff slash weapon, <laughs> whatever that was. He yeah. had a couple of weapons. Didn't he, did he have a staff yes, in his he, hand? Yes. He had one no? of the uh, Sand People's staff and a couple of nice blades. Yeah, maybe he is injured and he couldn't take on Cobb. Hmm. All right. Tinfoil hat. Close to the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Move fast yeah. enough to get out of the way. Not everyone has the ability to get spit out of a dragon. <laughs> like now I'm thinking about that and it's like, huh, sounds like I'll be going down a rabbit hole later. <laughs> My number three was the frog lady's reaction to Baby Yoda's uh, hard stare at the eggs. <laughs> 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 what is it with him and frogs? Yeah. <laughs> Careful, lady. He might be looking at you. Yeah. All of her in one go. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't long after that. I, I have that as number three, and 3.1 was him eating the egg. It didn't take long for him to, right after that to pop one into his mouth. Right. Like, let me turn my head so she at least can't see it. I'm surprised she doesn't have a count on those things. I know. I was thinking that myself. It's like, don't you know how many are in there? For everything she's been through and her husband, to make sure the family line continues, I would count your eggs if I were you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Dave, you just set it up for a bad joke. Did I? You did. Don't count your eggs for their hatch. (laughs) Oh, ouch. Sorry. We're going to get some bad frog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My number two was actually with, see, I was thinking she was kind of salamander-esque. And then, yeah, (laughs) but she acted like a frog. It was with her when she was chilling in the hot spring. Just like, oh, this is so nice. And it's like, okay, Mando doesn't know what she's saying. But he's like, yeah, yeah, I know it's warm. But it's like, oh, he figured this out. And of course, when the spiders start to open up, all of a sudden she grabs her clothes with her tongue. Yeah, that's that's one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> the tongue and, grab of the clothes. And I, I don't know. Apparently she's been busted half naked or naked before because she got dressed quick. <laughs> Watching it going, damn, she slid down the bat hole. What just happened here? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So, yes, that's why it, that is my number two moment, because it really made me laugh. There was a lot in this episode that I was laughing. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that's so dark. Yeah. But I couldn't help it. It was funny. Yeah, (laughs) especially right at the end. Steve, what's your number two? Well, and I'm going to continue on the comedy part, but this time Mando's brain ain't quite as good as it was on my number three, because Pelly plays Mando like a violin. Oh, oh my gosh, sucker. After all that hard work to get back to, to town carrying all that equipment, it must have just wiped Mando's brain out because she gets him to throw in $500 that she knows she's going to win that's supposed to be so Mandible will give him a clue where the where more Mandos are. <laughs> that, that would... I'd remove my helmet on that one. Yeah, exactly. Listen, lady, 
And then, of course, the informant is somebody that she she tells him she trusts this person explicitly. Yeah. She met her yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah. I have a good feeling. I'm a good judge of character. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I'm not sure uh, Amanda will be trusting her that much. Hence right. <laughs> well, I mean, he did trust her with the child, like, after meeting her about five seconds. <laughs> And, of course, going ahead and going through with the deal because her husband apparently knows something about Mando's. Boy, you're risking a whole lot there, Mando. Yeah, better learn how to speak frog. Yeah, he doesn't speak frog. They can't go into hyperspace because it'll kill the eggs. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not a wise plan, and I think you you deserve what you got. (laughs) Dave, what's your number two? I got another frog lady one. I don't know why. My number two is Frog Lady saves Baby Yoda with gun. I mean, I like that. Yeah. And look on. Okay, I I want to say the look on Mando's face, but obviously we couldn't see a look. But you guys know what I mean, right? There was a reaction like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, where'd that come from? I mean, that, first of all, that thing's on Baby Yoda's head, the little spider thing, and he's like, "Ah!" And all of a sudden, boom! And they scan. I mean, that that is such a Western trope to have the femme fatale or the girlfriend or whatever pick up the rifle. And that's the way it happened in uh, High Noon with Grace Kelly. Uh, Well, speaking of tropes, the girl in a a pond too, how many times we've seen that? Yeah. Plenty of times when somebody's skinny dipping and the guy shows up like, whoops, let me get my clothes. That even happened in Forbidden Planet, Steve. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So number two, frog lady saves the day. Oh my gosh. Number one moment. I honestly, I, I'm like so torn with this one. Mm-hmm. So I'll just throw one out and then the other one could just be my honorable mention. It was Pelly just being able to speak like all of these languages. And I'm like, does she have like a babble fish in her ear? And if you guys know what that's from, <laughs> bonus. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how is she knowing like all of these languages? And seriously, like Mando's like, I don't know what you're saying. Like through the whole thing. I don't speak whatever you speak. I don't speak frog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, and then then he's like, do you speak this? And it's like, you might as well spe- be speaking French at that point. It's like, yeah. Are they Yeah. He's like Java the Hutt. Yes. Hutties. Huh. Oh, is that what that was supposed to be? Yes. Oh. That was no, it. I don't but know where he gets job Hutties, frog, or anything similar. I mean, he was speaking sand people, and that seems like that would be even harder to learn. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked as a bounty hunter, they didn't have to know like a heck of a lot of languages unless whatever she is is super obscure. Right. I'm sure he hasn't had to track down many frogs. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I like how she ran, too. Yeah. And she really needed to pick it up the end. That cracked me up. Like, hike up the skirt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One small leap for frogdom. (laughs) What do you got, Steve? Well, mine is the eating machine. The child was a combination of a 12-year-old boy eating everything in the fridge and a puppy nosing through a trash can on this episode. Oh. (laughs) I mean, out of what? We're on total episode 10, and this is the first time we've really seen him just really act like he's starving all the time. Yeah, that's one hungry kid. Yeah. Maybe it's like chocolate for him. (laughs) And he hasn't used the force to deplete that energy. No. No, 
of course, he did use them to pull them closer to the edge of the container. Yeah. When he looks around like nobody's watching, right? Okay. <laughs> why Why wouldn't you secure that? Especially after you catch him the first time. Right. As soon as Mondo tells <laughs> It's like it wasn't even strapped in anywhere. No. So. Yeah. I like it when he sh- wags his finger at the, uh, at the spa. He's like, no, no. That was funny. I was really starting to think that he was going to grab one and pop it in and she was going to freak the hell out. Right. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, no, don't do it. I I would like to see him taunt her. Just hold it on the end of his tongue and then suck it in. And he almost did mm, with good. the very last one. Oh man! Like, why did you know? Because he looks straight at her and then turns back and goes, ah, ha, ha, uh, "Still got one." Arrogant little. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that was definitely one of those that was very dark because you're eating the frog, the last of the frog's lineage. <laughs> lineage. I know, right? <laughs> right in front of the mother. Yeah, and yet funny at the same time. And you can almost blame the child for almost everything that happened in the episode. I mean, he's the one who, after Mando slapped his hand away from at the spring, goes over, look, notices, oh, look at all these eggs over here. Let me go check them out. Like, fine. You don't want me to have those. I'll eat these. And of course, you're not my dad. Because as soon as he ate one, the rest of them started hacking. Oh, I don't know if it was because he ate it, but I think so. uh, At the very least, Opened it maybe because he opened it and they all opened in unison when that happens. Oh, interesting. I was going to say maybe at least that's why Mama showed up. Oh yeah, most definitely that was why Mama showed up. The alien queen. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. What's your number one, Dave? My number one is X-wing save the Razor Crest. I mean, finally, technology works. I'm assuming the X-Wing found them through uh, thermal scans or some other type of scan, even even down at a hole. They must have been patrolling and say, this guy didn't just, just disappear. Let's start scanning the surface or subsurface. And they maybe detected the repair work or the engines. Who knows? But they all of a sudden, uh, just like uh, Mama Frog there, little spiders start turning into green goo. Like it's about notice? time, guys. Yeah, and they're standing there with their uh, pulse rifles shooting every one of them like yay i like those two go- two guys too oh, they're absolutely. so conversational they're just like the ones that used to see uh piling the x-wings back in the uh, original movies too they're so easy going with their banter oh yeah mm-hmm. i enjoyed uh, that they also uh said well yeah mando's trying to work out his own deal and they just look at each other and like no how about you fix it we leave yeah and picture <laughs> How about we don't forget you were here? Yeah, kind of that that little deal. They're like policemen that have their own judicial, I don't know, leeway. We could haul you in, but we're not gonna. Right. Your record shows that you're kind of a good guy, so have fun. Bye. <laughs> like, Dude, give me a little help. Throw me a freaking wrench. Well, mm-hmm. They did. They got rid of the spiders for him. <laughs> That's it. That's the limit to their help. Yeah. Well, we're going to leave that big giant one just hanging out on your ship. Yeah. Still yeah. By the way, fix your transponder. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe it's just my um, unusual aggressive driving skills. I felt like when they turned around, he was going to flip them off. You know? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's just me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shall we move into honorable mentions, Sean? I was going to say his ingenuity. And then, of course, 
to be able to put things back together to at least get out of there. And then that last scene you see of the Razor Crest, which it's like the back end is bouncing open as they're going. And like, I just expected stuff to be falling out like a trail of garbage behind them or something. Right. Because it just like visually just cracked me up. I'm like, does he have a bungee cord holding it together? What's happening? <laughs> Some duct tape? Yeah, really. Like, I just no, thought I that was, that was amusing. I or not that, in that condition. <laughs> I think he'll make it, but like you said, they're limping in for sure. So, Steve, what's yours? No, that that was, well, you guys had already, one of you had already said about um, our frog lady, like, getting getting ready to run. So, she's, I just loved her hiking up the dress, like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my honorable mention is the eye spiders. They were awesome. And this is the first time we've seen them live. But there's a 40-year history with these creatures. Now, Ralph McQuarrie, one of the premier visual development artists on the original Star Wars trilogy and one of the people most closely associated with establishing the look of the franchise, created these spiders ahead of the release of The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. Boy, really? And they were supposed to face off with Luke Skywalker while training with Yoda on Dagobah. Wait, Dagobah's a swamp pet plant, yeah, right? Yeah, ice spiders in the swamps now, nah, and that's probably mm-hmm. why they didn't use them. Now, of course, it appeared in a 1995 novel and several comic books and video games. Most, if not all, have been erased from canon. Now, much later, the creatures entered the franchise properly by appearing on Star Wars Rebels, a pewter animated series created by Dave Fioni, uh-huh. who executive produces The Mandalorian and who appeared in this episode as one of the beleaguered X-Wing pilots. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Now, Dub Kragna, these giant spiders were nasty and couldn't be tamed by the Force. It's worth noting that they also appear to be a species that could habit the outer rim planet of Batu, where the events of Disney Park's Star Wars Land, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is set. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, okay, trying to bring it full circle. Yeah, if the mysterious ice planet turns out to be Hoth, that can make for an even stronger connection to the Empire Strikes Back. So, I mean, I'm not sure I want to go on that awesome ride. Spiders. <laughs> They, they aren't quite the crate dragon, but they definitely yeah. were uh, pretty darn creepy. <laughs> yeah, especially they just keep coming and there's so many. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of wondering why our baby Yoda wasn't like, all right, let me do something, at least with Mama there. I know. I thought that uh, on the that spider was going to start melting through the cockpit glass. Right. Uh, but didn't a couple of the legs puncture the Yeah, Yeah, it did. Yes. So how did they get into space? Yeah. <laughs> what did he Everybody do? Everybody has to sit. Yeah. Everyone has to sit in the cockpit. That. It's the only. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, that's an interesting question because it didn't look like he had metal over the, the window. <laughs> no cardboard there, you know, no. covering it up. <laughs> yeah. Cardboard. I know. <laughs> Duct tape. A bag. That's fine. So I, I was kind of wondering that myself. It's one of the, there's a couple of things. That's one of them, but I'll let Dave get to his honorable mentions. The other question I had. Okay. So, well, one of them I mentioned already, the tongue fetch of the clothes. Pretty, yeah. where are my clothes? Thwap, there they are. I, I uh, almost on a similar vein, another one was the rope pull with the rifle. 
with a double knockout right at the beginning of those other two bounty hunters. He takes the rifle away from that. You guys thought it was a Jawa? Yeah. And snaps it back. (laughs) And not only does he disarm that little guy, but he knocks out his two guys that are holding on to him. Nice. Yeah, that was a slick move. Yes. Anything else would be like wagging the finger and saying, no, no. (laughs) Don't eat those. So my question, which I kind of brought up last week about how nobody seems to know what what the Force is, what's going on. They said it in this episode, though. May the Force be with you. It's like, and also with you, of course. And I just... (laughs) Okay, cool. right before watching the news, yeah. Right before watching the news, it happened to have a Catholic service on on my local station, and it's like, "Peace be with you," and I'm like, "And also with you." And my husband looks at me, I'm like, "Oh my god, it's ingrained!" <laughs> I just said it without thinking, and I'm like, "Is that what's happening here?" Like they say it, and it's just kind of one of those things. But he doesn't know what it is. It still seems really strange to me. Who Bando doesn't know who it what it is? Yeah, if he doesn't know what the force is, because he doesn't know that Baby Yoda's using the force. Yeah, I know. He knows what they say to each other, and he hasn't put that together. That's why I'm like, what is happening? And Pelly last episode's like, oh, thank the force. It's like, why is everybody saying it, but he doesn't know what it is? I don't understand. Well, no, it, it could be that that's kind of a, like in your experience, it's a religious thing. Try to. So it's like he knows, and he knows how to respond, but he has no idea what it is. Right. Yeah, which is a a religious thing that people who believe in the Republic say to each other. Right. Okay, you know what? Now that you guys are saying this and I'm like, I'm hearing some stuff. Do you think that it's something that has stayed with him from when he was with his parents? I was going to say, you made me think that... uh... Since he was an orphan, wouldn't he, he wouldn't be too exposed right. to stuff like right. that. But like, and, you think it's one of those things like he remembers just kind of like in the back of his head. Like I said, it was like automatic. Right. Yeah. Speech, it's very know? possible yeah. that, yeah, he had already had heard him, his parents say that, you know, that could be part of, you know, I'm going to the store. Okay. May the force be with you. Be safe. <laughs> uh, you know. Or, or it could be because he's a bounty hunter and he right. just, that's just a dodge. Right. He's in trouble. Like, hey, may the force be with you because i'm using your religion even even though i know nothing about it or or nor do i care yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's he seemed really like i guess dodgy that was the best word even though you said that when they're like you need a a transponder well maybe we'll just wait it's like oh here it is i know it's like you just heard it in his voice like (laughs) these guys aren't going away no (laughs) they aren't do you know what i am if I wasn't in this with this frog lady, it's odd, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, those guys thought those guys thought his ship is an antique too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me wonder just how old is pre empire? Didn't he say pre empire surplus? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez Louise. So we're talking like way back then. Yep. All right, Dave. Where are we going ratings. next? Ratings, my friend. Ratings. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you want me to hear mine first, or do you have your prepared? No, go ahead. I'm giving this episode three out of five gooey Beskar helmet. You notice <laughs> he's still wearing, he's still got all that goo from the kite dragon. Right. On like, why wouldn't he too? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I got a laugh out of that. Wonder if he has any kite crate crate kite drag. whatever any dragon jerky on board too. Yeah. If he was smart. He should have. He did get a hunk. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Peely couldn't eat all that by herself, that's for sure, because that was well, quite she a likes hunk of it meat. medium rare. Yeah. <laughs> no. And using the engine to cook it, that was, <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> that was That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Steve, what's your rating? I gave it 3.5 out of 5 tasty frog eggs. 
<laughs> Yum. You make you burp. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it three exploding spider ice spiders. So nice. I, I want more. So I, I'm not going to say, like, do better. I just want more to, to happen. And not so dark because, man, yeah, I'm sorry, Baby Yoda. Yeah. You you were a little dark this episode. Yeah. Well, season one, they were like experimenting on a baby. Uh, the wrong side of the force there. Right. It's like, come yeah. back to the light. He's going to be like a gray, gray Jedi. It's like, yeah, good, bad, whatever. Yep. I'm going to take care of business and eat frog eggs. Well, we do have some feedback from our friend Fred from the Netherlands. So let's hear what he thought about this episode. Hello, Steve, Dave, and Sean, and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2. I think this Mandalorian is not somebody who has a lucky strain. There are so many things that are going wrong. The Force doesn't seem to be with him. Looking for a Mandalorian in Mos Pelgo which is a marshal going back, being raided by some thugs, some bandits, having to walk through the desert to the next city, having a frog lady on board, which you cannot understand, a child that is stealing eggs, fighters from the New Republic that give you problems, and then you find a hideout and your whole ship is going through the ice, You try to repair the thing and you get an invasion by spiders finally flying away and then a a spider bumps up uh, on top of the razor crest. It's a little bit much for this poor Mando. But he goes on. What's quite amazing that he is able to repair his ship even without quail. So he will prevail. But you don't want to ask how. I really wonder what misfortune he will encounter more. And whether this will shift my opinion that it is a little bit much. Best scenes of the episode were by Peli Motto and by the child of course stealing the eggs. But Peli Motto with her speaking frog saying everything is for free and then the older butts come. But this bandette, in her way of speaking and doing, she reminds me a little bit of Jet Reno of Discovery, which you are covering as well at the moment. One nitpick is that when they finally fly away, it seems he had repaired the cockpit's glass, and he was saying they should stay in the cockpit because the other parts of the Razor Crest are not pressurized. When the big spider falls on top of the razor crest, it pierces the cockpit glass with his legs. And okay, I can imagine he can repair all kinds of electronic things, but cockpit glass. Was he really able to repair the cockpit glass or whatever material it's made from? I really think you need spare parts for that. Okay, that was all for now. Hope you survive your elections. And as said in the Discovery Podcast, it's really crazy what is happening in your country. From my standpoint or our standpoint here in Europe, we're really, really amazed about some things that uh, happen there. 
Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Well, Fred, you aren't the only one that's amazed at what has been happening here. (laughs) Tough being number one, Fred. At least you got to the same conclusion as we did about that cockpit glass. Oh, yeah. How'd you fix that again, buddy? It's got to be programmable matter. Oh, I'm crossing the streams. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know what? I kind of forgot, just based on what Fred said about about the frog lady, too. I meant to say it with my honorable mentions. She was apparently pretty tech savvy. Oh, yeah. Because she was able to, like, hack that that droid. So, interesting. Maybe she knew a way to help fix stuff. She had a little microphone in her hand, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay. So, maybe she helped them out. But I have to agree with Fred that, you know, Mando is pretty resilient. But it, it could almost be Debbie Downer's situation. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Everything's going wrong. <laughs> he, he definitely wasn't on his A game. No. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those um, really bad days for Mando. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no good, terrible. I can't even remember how that book is like the yeah, title. If anything can go wrong, it will. That, uh, yeah. And the oh, force is definitely not with him, Fred. Yeah. Maybe he shouldn't pretend he knows what it is. Yeah. And I can see why you think uh, Pelly and Jet Reno are, are kind of similar. They they do have a little bit of that uh, sarcastic attitude to- in them. So Yes. Definitely can Dr- see that. Dry and whip smart. Yeah. Well, Fred, <laughs> as always, thank you very much for your feedback and looking forward to hearing what you think about the next episode. Yeah. Speaking of reviews, you can uh, review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us, as there are plenty of other Mandalorian podcasts, but only one, one Mudhorn one. <laughs> tell your, please tell your friends and hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcast. And you can check everything out over at www.fangirlzone.com. And it's the easiest way to find all our contact information. But we do have a new email for the Mudhorn Clancast. It is mudhornmail at fangirlzone.com. So if you have feedback, questions, comments, go ahead and send it to us there. But you can always send it directly to Steve, Dave, or I because you'll find all of our information on our contacts page. You can also find us on Facebook at FG Zone, Twitter, FGZ Podcast, Instagram, The Fangirl Zone Podcast, YouTube, The Fangirl Zone, and Tumblr, which I still am having horrible time trying to figure out, The Fangirl Zone Podcast. <laughs> so we're everywhere. We're like American Express. <laughs> if anybody remembers those. Oh, yeah. It's commercial. Well, this is Steve. I'm pre-Empire Surplus. I'm Sean. Yeah, I got nothing. Mmm, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were going to take mine. And this is Best Car Dave, and I'm just one small skank in a scud pie. <laughs>